Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. November 13th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll call. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. It's going to be a great week. Champions Classic tomorrow night. And the final two games of the college football season and last full week before Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving, always exciting. So we'll get through this week, and then it will be turkey time before you know it. Nick Roush, how are you? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, a little – yeah, I can't believe it's already – like Thanksgiving's next week. I guess the calendar worked a little weird for us, but um, I'm kind of fired up for that. We got some family coming into town. So um, time flies when you're having fun. We've been having a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully everybody's staying warm. I love the fall mornings, TJ, where it's nice and chilly, but then it gets uh, toasty there in the afternoon. You know, you can you, you can take the jacket off, right? Like it's just, just a little nip in the air, but it'll be fine by the time the afternoon rolls around. Yeah, yeah. The weather this weekend was awesome. Saturday was was great. In the morning, it is a little chilly, but uh, you're you're right. It's it's been it's been nice. Scoots, did you have a good weekend? I want to hear about it. I did, yeah. I uh, I had to go up to Indy on Friday night to call a football game. Um, last year when I went and covered this same game, it was forty nine to seven. This year it was fourteen to seven. So it was a heck of a lot of fun on Friday night. And then Saturday, uh, my stepdad turned sixty, so we went to Top Golf for a couple hours. Had a good old time at Top Golf, and then yesterday just worked. So it it was a it was a kind of a mixed bag of a weekend for me. There were parts of it where I was just really excited and happy, and then there were other parts where I was not so happy. So, it, it, all in all, it was a good weekend, though. A lot, lot of sports to take in this weekend. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of sports, but I, I did take in some. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun weekend. How about you, TJ? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was, it was great, TJ. It was great. It was great. Thanks for thanks for asking. Not not amazing from a sports weekend. A team collectively took a loss uh, every day of the weekend. Saint X smacked by Trinity again. The Cats smacked by Alabama again. And you're all Pittsburgh Steelers. 
uh, didn't smack Green Bay. It was a good game. I think we all kind of predicted it was going to come down to the wire one way or another. Maybe a little bit more offense than I think we were all anticipating. Mm-hmm. It's that one, but it was a defensive play that ended the game. Packers touchdown wins it. Don't get a touchdown. You don't win. Uh, I don't necessarily blame Jordan Love for that, but it also wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a lot of drama on that throw. It was pretty cut and dry. Oh, he's throwing it, is it? No, there's nobody even close to it. It's just picked off. Okie dokie. There we go. So congrats to your Steelers. I, I, this Green Bay needed that win if they were going to have so any sort of like life answer optimism at like a playoff run. But the reason I don't really care is because what? You get in the playoffs and you lose in the first round anyways. This Green Bay team wasn't going to do squat. So it, it, this is kind of a – Kind of. This is a transition year. This is a Jordan Love. Let's hope it clicks for you at some point this year. And next year isn't so bad. But I'll be so ready when Green Bay moves on the floor, which I think will happen. I don't think Green Bay is going to keep him for next season. But, yeah, congrats to you all. That was uh, that was uh, for – your stats are hilarious. Like, you've been outgained. Mm-hmm. Your like, differential is terrible. But here you all are right there in the thick of it in a very competitive AFC North. The Steelers have actually been outgained in nine straight games, and they are 6-3. and three. That's <laughs> a mind-blowing stat. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I don't think you all are a good team by any means, but six and three, six and three, you know. I'm happy it with is it. Six and three, I'll, I'll take it. It, uh, especially in the AFC North, which uh, shout out to the Browns for getting a win over the Ravens yesterday. I thought that game was over uh, off the get go. I mean, I think it was twenty-one-seven. The first play of the game, um, the Notre Dame guy had the. Pick six where he tipped it to himself at the line. That was incredible. Um, I, I thought that that game was all but cooked, but instead the Browns come back. They trailed for all but 10 seconds of that game. I guess it would be doing them at 59 minutes and 20 seconds or 50 seconds or something like that. Um, it's the fewest the teams trailed in one in this millennium. So since the, at least the 90s. So pretty impressive to come back there and, uh, don't look now, but are the Bengals? Are the Bengals, Bengals are last in the North, right? Oh, I guess that probably would be. Yeah, yeah, they are. Because that was a uh, not a good loss for the Bengals last night in, in yeah. the jungle, as they call it. Se- yeah, Ravens are seven and three. Then you got Steelers and Browns at six and three. Bengals five and four. Um, I Bengals minus six was the only game I like. Like I didn't do a lot of gambling yesterday, but I was like. The Texans, they're totally going to have a letdown. No way they keep this up. The Bengals are hot. Uh, the Bengals are not. They are not hot. That was um, – I, I, I was even shocked. There was another one, too, where uh, I was driving from my parents to back to my house. Boys fell asleep in the car, so I drove around a little bit more. And when Joe Burrow threw another interception down, I guess it was 10 late, I was like, oh, well, their goose is cooked. This is over. Um, and – had had no idea uh, that they had a chance to win. They actually came back, tied it up, and then uh, did just enough to let C.J. Stroud um, go and get the game-winning drive. Did not anticipate ha- him having the rookie year he's having, but he's absolutely balling out in Houston. The Texans got to feel like if, – if you're a Houston fan, you were just dealing with years and years and years of the butt-chin guy um, whose name escapes me right now. Is it Riley? O'Reilly? Uh, we can just go with butt chin guy. 
Yeah, but Chin guy who uh, was a Penn State coach and bit one time Patriots guy. Not good. Not good coach. Well, fine coach, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, and then he became general manager, and they went from, like, going to the playoffs every year to garbage. Pretty quick turnaround. Pretty quick turnaround with the C.J. Stroud edition. So, uh, good job picking the right guy, Texans. Yeah, the Shroud boys march on. Yeah, Panthers, not that, like, you have to totally – dislike everything you've seen but uh yeah that i wouldn't be over the moon happy with just the the current landscape of the young quarterbacks uh shroud's awesome he looks he looks really good tough one for the Bengals yesterday uh, i i talk about it briefly that gambling league that i'm in with like 10 or 11 other people i have i went three one and one my push being the chargers plus three but for the first time that I could ever remember, I don't know if you all remember. So I'm in a gambling league. There's like 10 or however many people in it. You pick five games a week. And then it's almost like think of a think of like a soccer table. It's just like an updated scoreboard throughout the year. You're never really out of it until you're out of it. But like there's, there's plus points, negative points. So the person in front could lose like eight points in one week. You could theoretically gain eight points or however many points there are on the table. So it, it's fun, um, but what you, you have to have one lock of the week, and it's worth more. I've hit now, what, eight straight, nine straight locks of the week. Got another one yesterday. It was the Bucks against Will Levis and the Titans. I, I couldn't really understand that line. Just said, I'm going with Tampa Bay here. That one worked out. But for the first time that I could ever remember, the group parlay that we all bet, we take everybody's locks and we bet it. Roush, we went into last night. A Jets win and a Bills win away from the group winning twenty eight hundred dollars. Um, a Bills win by six, but the Jets we just had at a pick'em. Well, of course, I wake up this morning. The dream is dead. Our group won't be winning twenty eight hundred dollars. Um, but the parlay's still alive. We just need the Bills to win tonight. We got the Bills teased, or the teaser, I should say. The teaser parlay is still alive. So we've got the Bills just have to win. As long as they win, uh, we'll win $280, but not $2,800. Big difference there, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that that is a big difference. But it's still, um, yeah, relying on the Jets to do anything is just – you know, I wasn't thrilled with that with that pick, but everybody gets a lock. Everybody gets a say. I didn't love it. I didn't get to. I didn't see, but maybe like four snaps of that game on the entire evening. That was. I know it came down to the wire. Did did the Jets blow it? Probably. Anybody know? No. Um, Bueller. I, I I wasn't going to subject myself to the uh, to watch that game. I've, I've I've done it enough this year, um, but. Um, hey, they only lost. What's that final score? Sixteen uh, to twelve. Sixteen to twelve. Yeah, I, I, I know. How I know the, the score. What a go- gross! Absolutely gross. Um, yeah, yeah. It happens. Um, it's gross. Gross but, football. You know, happens. I'll take my I'll take my three one and one week, and the lock continues. And speaking of good weeks, Scoots is on fire in the picks of the week segment that Come we do on, on really, Fridays. It really is. I passed my hot torch over to him. He's six and zero over his last two weeks. He's definitely taking the lead. I think I'm eight and uh, so one the last three weeks. Whoa, that's wow. Scooty killing it on fire. That yeah, that's really really good. Uh, so everybody's got to be paying attention to Scooch picks when we do that segment again this Friday. Uh, so and Roush, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, it was a heavy UK sports weekend with a lot of UK news. There was. 
newsworthy things each day of the weekend that yeah. Kentucky Roll Call wasn't on. Basketball game Friday, football game Saturday, and a surprise commitment yesterday. Uh, we will talk about all those things, but I, I think obviously we'll we'll probably, while we're talking gambling, we'll probably lead off with the football game. Because when I was leaving the stadium on Saturday, Roush, I had like a, you know, light bulb moment. It's like when your best talking point for why you think a game may be close is that Vegas doesn't think you're going to get blown out. It's not steady ground to be on going into a game to begin with. So like we said Vegas feels better about this game than UK fans do, but they think it's going to be close. They're not in the business of losing money. Why is it only 10 points, 11 points? Why isn't it 14, 16, 17, whatever it may be? Well, Vegas was just wrong. There's our answer. They're taking a bath. Taking a big, long bath. Um, A lot of money was on Bama covering that. They did that within, I don't know, a fart. It was so so easy. It was disappointing. Disappointing football game on Saturday. Which you're kind of like playing with house money where we weren't going to be upset about a loss. But Broush, when it's just the first possession, Alabama marches down the field like it's nothing. Then they do it again like it's nothing. People are just totally wide open. Cats cannot get off the field on third down. Even when you think they're about to get off the field, they can't get off the field. It was a bad game all around. Like, UK football was very underwhelming. The defense continues to be head-scratching. How could it be this bad? Um, All in all, not, not, not good. Crowd showed up. Weather was awesome. There was a bunch of Bama fans there. We knew that was going to be the case. Uh, UK's football team did not show up. Nope, uh, they did not. Um, and the worst part, too, is that it's not complete defensive ineptitude. It's, I mean, Alabama converted two third and 15 or more. You know, like Kentucky could make some good plays and put them in difficult situations. And yet there, there's still Alabama receivers running downfield with nobody on. Um, Drew Phillips didn't play. You're down to starting corner. Still, just to not know what you're doing. I don't know if, you know, after the game, um, Stoops and White said, you know, we we tried everything we could on third down. We tried pressure. We tried man. We tried this. Like they 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 did just about everything they could, and none of them seemed to work. Alabama was seven eleven on third down, and I don't know. Maybe trying too much is the problem. Maybe these guys just can't handle the calls because like they're running it. My thought is, TJ, I, I did not play much secondary. Uh, I, I, I did for a year or two um, in middle school. Not a whole lot of uh, pass coverage you need in CSAA football back in the day, TJ. But I would just think that you would, at some point, you would be running down the field covering nobody and think, hey, Maybe I should be on somebody right now. Where where are the receivers that I should be guarding? But that it just that, that wasn't the case. It's it's bad. It's um, they kind of did whatever they wanted, and uh, and it, the 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 part that was frustrating is that it was the similar to the Tennessee games, right? Kentucky ran four offensive snaps and they were down twenty one nothing. Quick three and out, followed by a Barry on Brown fumble. His second fumble to set up an easy touchdown inside the Kentucky's own red zone. He did it in the first drive of the second half of the Missouri game, and then he did it on the second offensive drive here where you're down 14 nothing. need something to happen. You give it to a guy that you thought was going to be your best player offensively, and instead it's just another disappointing result. He's 
He's been bad all year. Um, so is the secondary. By the time UK football ran its fifth play, it was twenty-one to nothing. UK's yeah. offense. Yep. It's just UK's UK. offense couldn't even run five plays without it being twenty-one to nothing. I mean, and, and that's like almost equal parts bad on the defense too, Roush. That just that whole like. I mean, it's hilarious that the offense went three and out, and then the next possession just one play fumble. That's terrible, terrible on the offense too. But the defense just allowing first drive touchdown, second drive touchdown, third drive. That one was a little bit easier because it was short field, but touchdown, same result. And I, I think after it was fourteen nothing, I went and went to the bat, went to grow, get concessions, or I was in the concourse or whatever. And I was talking to an Alabama fan. And just being like, ah, I feel like this one could get ugly. He was like, y'all are getting us in third down. You all are putting us in some spots. We're just getting some plays. I bet this one's close before it's all said and done. I was like, I bet bet it's not. And secondly, yeah, it, it, he was right, though. Like, Kentucky was getting Alabama in third downs, and it made it even all that more frustrating, Roush, because it almost just seemed like Alabama was toying with UK. Like, all right, run right, we got three yards. Okay, run left, we got another three yards. Now it's third and four, and here we're thinking on UK, as a UK fan, like, all right, just need to get a stop here. Woohoo! We They didn't score on first down. They didn't score on second down. Now if we get a stop, we could get them off the field. And just what? Ever they ever needed, they got. It just seemed like they were toying with Kentucky. Let's stay healthy. Let's not try to do too much, and then we'll bait them into this or we'll bait them into that. Uh, it was a master class. Like, Saban's got to be tickled because obviously Stoops has a reputation of putting out a good defense for UK since he's been there. And everything they wanted to do offensively, it seemed like it, it worked for Alabama. Uh, yeah. And the thing about Milrose, he didn't even have to make so many tough throws. He, he was good. No, get, make no mistake about it. Uh, you know, he didn't like to go to the middle of the field. Well, I would have liked to go to the middle of the field with how wide open those guys were in the middle of the field. Just because he doesn't like to go to the middle of the field, UK, doesn't mean you don't need to cover it at all. Uh, he made me look stupid on some of those passes right down the seams. But he looked good, but he didn't have to. He didn't have to make incredibly tough throws for the most part. So that was terrible. That was all around bad. I'm, I'm pretty bummed with uh, with that effort well, level, the overall Kroger Field performance this year from this team. It's uh, you got to finish strong these two games on the road to kind of get good feelings back in this program, and that still is available for UK football. But I carumba. Yeah, and we can get into big picture problems throughout the show, but the. Most immediate problem is just the lack of complimentary football. Um, I mean, after Kentucky goes down 21 nothing, they force Alabama to go three and out. You're like, okay, you stop the bleeding. The offense going to drive up three and out putt 28 nothing down just like that, <laughs> you know. And Kentucky did get a touchdown, and then three straight possessions where they have the ball. Inside the like, they get into Alabama territory. Um, you go for it on fourth and two uh, inside the. Uh, you're at the Alabama 13, and I I don't. You're down 28 to seven. I don't necessarily blame Stoops for going for it there. Like you you got to get as many points as you can. You know you feel like you're going to get blown out there. They go quick game, and Leary looks right to the boundary instead of left to the field. Or Brendan Bates is just. Wide ass open. I mean, nobody over there. Like, can can we do the quick game to the field where there's more? I know. Uh, come on. 
okay, that doesn't work. But interception, boom. All right, now you're cooking with grease. We're feeling good. Oh, Devin Leary, he goes and throws an interception of his own. But they had three straight possessions where they're inside the Alabama 50. Kentucky's finally getting some stops, and just nothing happens offensively. That that in and of itself is the reason why this team has struggled all year. because when one of them finally gets their bleep together, the other one poops the bat. I mean, it is just – all of it, whether it's passing game figuring out, then the running game figures uh, forgets how to run the football, vice versa. You can run it, but you can't throw it. You finally get stops. You can't get stops. It's, the team has – they haven't played a complete game at all. And it's – we're going into week 11. So, and I think that just goes to show you that this is a – this is not a great football team. Um, it's one that we had much higher hopes for, but players that we had high expectations for have – not performed um, up to them, uh, even close to them for the most part, um, and it's 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 led to overall disappointment. Where now you're six and four with two road games left. If you split them, which I think is the most likely option, then you're kind of like, okay, um, this year sucked, but it mm-hmm. could be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, six and six would be like you would feel like you're taking a step backwards at seven and five, even though you technically haven't. Uh, but you, you know, you're just like, eh, I, I don't know. But you're, there's, it's disappointing no matter what. Six and six would just be a rough off season. But if you go eight and four, you beat Beamer. Everybody hates that guy. Well, at least most Kentucky fans, they've really grown to hate South Carolina. And then Louisville's in the top ten right now. Even if they uh, lose to Miami, they're going to stay in that top fifteen. If you go eight and four, third best regular season record, and you finish the year beating Louisville. Um, late wins have a way of um, clout, like you, you get kind of that postseason bump where you think you're better than what you were, TJ. Um, if you do that and then you go and win a bowl game, um, I know some had us in the Gator Bowl. Like if you go eight and four and beat Louisville, you probably end up in the Gator Bowl. You win that game, you you feel end up feeling okay about this season, even though it is still mildly disappointing, and, and you feel like you left some a little meat on the bone. But it all comes down to these last two games. Yeah, the season hasn't been what we what we thought it was, but it doesn't doesn't mean it has to be a bad season. Uh, you, you're you're right. You finish with these two wins, we'll forget about the Alabama blowout. We'll forget about the Georgia blowout. We'll well, we may not forget about it, but we won't care as much about it. But these are two big ones. These are two teams that we'd like, especially to beat. We've had a lot of fun wins against these two teams. It can feel more like a normal Mark Stoops era uk football season with two wins over these teams and as roush mentioned if you split them or if you go oh and two a kind of unfamiliar territory in terms of just being totally deflated with a mark soup season last year was not what we were looking for but there were plenty of injury excuses to go around obviously with will levis being quarterback that 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 was the significant one this year not not as not as many excuses. You got back the offensive coordinator we were also excited about. And Roush, what like do you think the talent level just wasn't as good, or do you think the coaches have just kind of goofed up a little bit this season? Like, if you ha- we don't need to play the blame game just yet because there are still two more games and a bowl game to go. But where things stand right now, why 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 were we all so wrong about this because, team? Because the, I mean, we can. There's a lot of blame game to go around. I think, first and foremost, um, Barry on Brown was supposed to be one of your best players, and he's been very mid. Uh, if you look at 
Like nice, nice use of that word. Yeah, very. I mean, in mid is might even be kind. Um, so like Dane Key's numbers, uh, they're going to be better than his ones last year. I mean, he's at uh, he had right around 500 yards a year ago, and he's at 477 this year with four touchdowns. Like he's going to end up having a fine year. Yeah, like he'll he'll end up surpassing his freshman year numbers, and they won't be dramatically better, but. They'll be pretty solid. Tavian Robinson's numbers are going to be a lot better than it was last year. Like he's going to end up having a solid year. But Barry on Brown, they're just—they've been trying to force feed him all year, and he's stunk. Um, and Devin Leary, he's just been—he's just been very, very average, very average. Um, and that might even be kind. Uh, he's just somebody got call him mid. mid. They might, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I don't know what exactly that is. I think we're going to – a lot of the uh, finger pointing and stuff, will it, it will reveal uh, – a lot of that will come out postseason. We're going to hear some stories um, that will provide some clarity as to what the exact problems are. I'm, I've got to, like, talk to some people. I really get the sense that this team, the coaches – have tried to do some stuff, and the players just can't do it. I just – I, and that's not to, like, just try to cop out for them and just, like, do just a bunch of player bashing and, like, these guys make a million dollars a year. But, hey, I can be harsher on the players now. They make a ton of money too. So, um, I, but, I, but I do get the sense that it's not for a lack of, like, trying to change things up schematically, but it is the – Lack of execution. Like there's there's a there's a lot of that. There's a lot of getting pressure on guys, but not finishing. Um, so I don't know. I think that plays part of it. And um, but that that doesn't go without saying that the coaches have to be better. Um, like there's going to be coaching turnover. You can't have a season like this without some assistant coaches uh, being let go. Um, that will definitely happen. And there's uh there's also like the offensive stuff with the play calling and everything. Like they, that that's got to be faster, you know. Like I know they, like Cohen doing the pro style thing. TJ, it it, it, it can, some of it can work, but like they need to do more of the pro. So like they need to do more hybrid, essentially, where it's like, hey, maybe you don't have to huddle after every single play. Uh, maybe you can go no huddle sometimes. Maybe you can mix in some more spread con- uh, concepts. Like there's there's hybrid models that work really well. Um, maybe that needs to implement it. So uh, it, when anything's as bad as it's been, TJ, and it's inconsistent, then it's it's got to fall on everybody's shoulders because I think coaches are trying different things and none of it's really working all that well. Um, and some of that falls on the player's shoulders too. So it's just it's been it's been bad. I, I'd like to. I wish I could put my thumb on it right now, but I guess we're gonna have all the off season to do that. Yep. Yeah. And I just don't. I I don't know. It, it's off season. People talk. People get excited. That's where optimism grows. But I just don't know how we went from like. We thought Will Levis was good in this offense. Wait till you see what Devin Leary's 
doing to the, you know, wait till you hear what he's doing. And then Deion Walker and this defensive front, so disruptive, we can't even have practices. They're so good. And it's just like, we haven't seen, I mean, Deion Walker's been good, make no mistake about it. But like, we haven't seen either of those things be true. Like, we haven't seen such a dominant front line that like offensive lines are pooping their pants. And had the third worst pass protection unit in Power Five football, and Kentucky got zero sacks. Yeah, I mean, it's just, giving it's, up it, you know, there's enough disappointment to go around. I don't think it, like it, it. You know, I just kind of default back to like, gosh, all we were hearing is how good things were going to be this year, and we knew the schedule was going to be tough, but we just didn't. They, they didn't really amount to what we thought they were going to amount to still two games left in the season we've got a lot of the first segment texters texting in scoots did you send the plumley bro two text over i did there's yeah. some controversy with that one I did. oh you did. Ooh, I did you did send it over because he technically sent that in before segment one that's true if you don't want to read it that's, a, that's up to you uh, it was just kind of one of those gray areas it was, there. Yeah. Well, I don't I know. Agree. Does he go back of the line or does he get the, the <laughs> early early segment bump? We'll give it to him. We'll give it to our buddy, the Plumley Bro, too. All right, we got to take our break. We'll come back. We'll get to those first segment texters. But we have so much more to talk about regarding U.K. football. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if we want to be down in the dumps talking about that when there's other good news to talk about. The Cats play basketball on Friday. A lot to like there. And then just a shocking commitment that I think is historic to a certain degree yesterday for the basketball program. We'll come back. We'll talk about all of it. We'll get your text. We'll do it all. This is Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, no! We suck again! Searching for you In the cold Kentucky rain In the cold Kentucky rain Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 a.m. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember, start your day at a Thornton's. You want to become a Refresh and Rewards member, you'll get uh, all sorts of discounts. And just for an example, 32-ounce drink, 89 cents. Pretty Boom. awesome. Pretty awesome. And you're not getting 32 ounces at other convenience stores for probably you know $2.50. 89 cents? Are you kidding me? That's at Thornton. Stop in today and send a text in to the Thornton's text line. Good to be back. Good to get this week going. Uh, just so really we can kind of get it over with so we can get to, to Thanksgiving. You're right, Roush. The earliest Thanksgiving can be is the 22nd. This year we've got it the 23rd. So it is a very early Thanksgiving. And... Uh, then everybody can start putting up their Christmas stuff and watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music just about 10 days from now, Roush. I'm glad you uh, told that to my son. He's already he's already on it. Um, he's also very critical, too, hypercritical of Christmas music. If he doesn't like the song, he lets you know right <laughs> away, and you need to change it, damn it. <laughs> that's 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 cute what, what's what's a like and what's a dislike what's so, something that just gets booted off the radio instantly he loved the 
all alone on Christmas. I, he loved oh. that song yesterday. We had to play that multiple times. But he did not like, and now I can't think of it. Is it Brenda Lee who sings it? No, not Brenda Lee. But her same song, uh, uh, Baby Please Come Home. He did not like that one. So he likes All Alone on uh, Christmas, but did not like Baby Please Come Home. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very well, unique us, taste. Yeah. yeah. Keep us updated on the big, on the do the big likes Snoopy and uh, Christmas fan though. That's well, that's like the OG. You know. Well, who Gotta isn't? You know. Yeah. Everybody loves that one. Good. But, I'm glad. But not to skip ahead, the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown. Uh, it, it actually might be the best of all of the Peanuts classics. I know everybody loves the Christmas one, but the the Thanksgiving one is objectively hilarious because. I mean, Snoopy makes popcorn and jelly beans for Thanksgiving. What kind of food is that? Come on. Oh, man. Silly Classic. Snoopy. Uh, at the game on Saturday, ran into the sack pack. Oh, getting after uh-huh. it? He was just like, hey, are you are you tailgating? I didn't really tailgate a, a good deal this, this, Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, but we were kind of in our spot just waiting to go in the game. And he swung by, and he was with – I have no idea the dynamics of why he was with these people. I think he explained it, but it didn't really it didn't really check out. He was he was with his friend who's a law student, and then his friend's mom, who is they were both wearing Alabama stuff. So Sack hanging out with the enemy on game day, and so just you know being nice and introducing ourselves and being like hey, uh, and the mom was saying that she went to Alabama and I think she lived down in Mississippi and whatnot. So we were just it was just small talk city USA, and Scoots just like a complimentary thing that people do. I was like, so you went to Alabama? To, I guess you were probably graduating when Saban first got there. When did he get there? Like oh six oh seven? Very clearly just. No, she didn't graduate college 15 years ago. This woman is not five years, six years, seven years older than me. Sack is like, whoa, whoa, buddy. How old do you think she, she was when she had her? And I was just like, Sack. It's, it's... The mom appreciated it. She was like, yeah. thank you. I'm a little older than that, though. <laughs> very nice of you to, to think that I could I could be. Like, she got it. He and stepped she all over the joke. Zach, just... Zach was just like, no, that you're, you got to be at least 20 years older than that. It was like, oh, my gosh, Zach. Quit Zach, it. Zach like, doesn't know how to play into the women quite yet. It just why would he was like doing the math. He pulled out his phone to do like the math on his calculator. <laughs> it was like, no, not that serious, Zach. We don't. Anyways, they were very nice. Um Although interesting move to be a UK law student wearing Alabama gear to the game. Oh, he was. He, he was, wasn't, but oh. his friend, who's a UK fan, said that she promised her mom if Alabama ever played at UK, she'd wear Alabama stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, who really cares that much? But uh, you know, it, it was just you know, just interesting. No, no, uh, nobody, uh, nobody uh, to any sort of degree should care at all. Our pal uh, Nick Wilson, he was a Alabama law guy, went to UK, um, but he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I, I got a tear for the cats, unfortunately, uh, and he was right. Things did not go well for the cats on Saturday, uh, but they did go well on Sunday, though. TJ, I gotta say, I was, uh, I spent the day just watching the boys while Brooke got a bunch of work done for this craft fair. Did not expect to see uh, news alert that our boy Travis Perry. Is going to be a wildcat. 
the state's all-time leading scorer in Kentucky high school basketball history. Many people have been writing that off for a long time. They've been trying to prepare the Big Blue Nation. He's not going to come to Kentucky. Travis Perry isn't going to be a Wildcat. He's going to go to the Big Ten or, oh, uh, you know what, like uh, these SEC schools, he'll just go there. He doesn't He doesn't want the limelight of UK. Boom, that's Travis Perry's music. The glass breaks. He's going to be a cat. I very rarely in recruiting do we get the shocking recruiting announcement anymore, TJ. This isn't, you know, 2004. Uh, that was a shocking recruiting announcement yesterday. It was. I, I was not on the phone a ton yesterday. Um, I met some friends. Green Bay wasn't on TV, so I wanted to at least watch the first half there. And then Green Bay actually, like, was enjoyable to watch. So I watched a little bit more of it. Uh, and then was playing pickleball. Did a, did a couple hours of old pickleball yesterday. Just Ooh. the sport of the future, so much fun. Get with it or get lost, many people are saying. Uh, but I, like, after intense pickleball session, got back to the phone and was like, wait, seriously? UK? And this is unlike, folks, Kentucky basketball just getting any commitment is hard to keep under wraps, let alone when it's a Kentuckian in the state that's one of if not the best scorer of all time you know from a number standpoint i guess he is but do you think that he actually is the best scorer of all time regardless for all that to be as quiet as it was without any rumblings whatsoever i shouldn't say any because there was one one rumbling roush i think it was who is the rumbler i think it was friday or saturday just a random message board poster says hey I think he's going to pick UK on Sunday. And everybody's like, whoa, this is the first we've heard anything about it. Even Travis Graff, who is very much in the loop with all this stuff, he, his response was like, huh, interesting. And he didn't say, no, it wasn't going to happen, but it was almost more of like, oh, huh, maybe I'll, I'll look into this a little bit more. And I think once people started to poke around and look into it, they were like, well, this staff isn't confident about it. This staff isn't confident about it. So it, it, it did lead up to, oh, maybe maybe this maybe we're in for a surprise. Yeah, he posted UK Ortho posted it at ten twenty nine on Saturday night that Travis Ferry is going to pick UK. <laughs> That's so great. And that was the first inkling of anybody being like, oh, this guy may actually pick UK. And even well, in that online Roush, that was like. 16 hours before commitment, and that was the first any sort of rumbling is from UK Ortho on Cats Illustrated. Wild because recruitment. Wild I don't, recruitment. I don't think his family let anybody know. I mean, it wasn't just the other school's coaching staffs. I don't think UK's coaching staff was confident. Um, you know, they, they, they had a place for him. They felt like they did a decent job, but they – I don't – I think they were just as surprised as we all were. Um, so, I – and a lot of what this comes back to, TJ, uh, I remember you saying it at, at some point over the summer when we were discussing Travis Perry. He's the state's all-time freaking high school basketball scorer. Just go get his ass. Like, do I, this isn't complicated. Like, he he should be playing basketball at Kentucky, period. And it's going to happen. So, man. Well, and, Roush, I think going back to something we discussed yesterday, or yesterday, last week, UK, why why are they not announcing their signees, you know, have the release? Well, UK normally waits till everybody signs. So I think we're knowing sure, why it. they're not doing it. And they 
they may wait till Wednesday. I think the Cats potentially not done yet, Scoops. I think more down the pipe. Any other players out Ooh. you want that you can, can go steal? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's what I was sitting here thinking. I think I think all the rest of the guys we're interested in, Kentucky is not. So okay. I'm, I'm feeling right, safe. You. Feeling safe. Yeah, well, there, there was a – yeah, that, that – so, like, he was saying, I'm actually going to wait till later, and then I guess they cranked up the heat, and now he's announcing his decision on Wednesday, the final day of that signing period. And he's down. He's cut Florida. Florida. I was a little nervous about Florida, uh, but he's down to Kentucky and Missouri. And either what is he going to stay home and be a Tiger, or will he make a, the right decision and be a Kentucky Wildcat? We'll find out. Which Wildcats are more ferocious, Mister uh, Scooter Dingus? A Wildcat, a Lynx, or a Tiger? A uh, Tiger for sure. Tiger. Yeah, Tiger's I- just the biggest of all of them. So. I had to explain to uh, Duke yesterday what a bengal was. Uh, what's a bengal? It's just a tiger. It's just a fancy tiger. Fancy name so, for tiger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he enjoyed that. Um, but it does feel like that the Jaden Quaintons, that there was a little bit of anxiety uh, there for a moment that um, essentially, it's that, what it sounds like to me, Scoots, is that Kentucky locked him up and then the family was like, hey, we want more money, and then realized that they didn't have leverage for more money, that that wasn't the time to ask for more money. So they're just like, uh, okay, I guess I guess we'll go to Kentucky. And Kate, unless, unless we do have to remember that new nil rule is in effect in Missouri. So is – like that, that – that's where if you're um, – if you're from the state, you can – you can profit from your nil money right away. But he's not why, – why did you say home state, TJ? Jane Quaintance, he isn't from Missouri. I think he played there at some point. He's got some tie to Missouri. I don't know what it is. Because it says he's – okay, because he's in Raleigh now, and he was in Cleveland. So he's just playing all over the world. He's a globetrotter. I don't know what his connection is then to Missouri. But, um, yeah, like all their fans are acting like – I don't know. Maybe it's to the coach instead. Maybe he's got some ties to him. But, yeah, all right, never mind. Just move past it. Okay, we'll move past it because uh, he's going to pick the cats, right? Woohoo! That could be a nice, nice little – Get a big Travis Perry commitment on Sunday. Get one. Uh, get a win over Kansas Tuesday. Get a Jane Acquaintance commitment on Wednesday. That could be fun. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Uh, he. That's like. <clears throat> so the Travis Perry commitment. Is anybody going to expect him to come in as a freshman and dominate? No. That being said, I don't think people really anticipated Reed Shepard maybe being as good as he was day one. Although we did try to tell you, we started to try to tell you. Uh, even going back to those all-star games and then into the summer and um, like he's a good player and what was the stat out there I, I forget who had it and I feel bad I'm not going to credit them on this stat that like at, possessions Reed Shepard's been on the court in two games for UK it's like 89 possessions or something like that and UK's only turned the ball over one time since he's been on the court checks out and it was his own turnover. And I'm wondering, I don't know exactly what one it w- was that was his turnover, but I wonder if it was like that entry pass he had to Trey Mitchell on Friday and Mitchell kind of bobbled it and it ended up getting poked around and get, went to the other team. Because if that's the one that they credited to to Reed, it's kind of bad luck. Trey could have just caught that by himself. 
but just wild stuff from Reed Shepard. But point being, I think the expectations for Travis Perry will will be what I think most people maybe thought when Reed committed. That like, okay, as a sophomore, as a junior, he could be a nice player for Kentucky. That's what I default to with Perry. And I don't know, maybe he'll be a nice player. Maybe it'll be his freshman year that he starts to make an impact. Maybe he'll never really amount to anything. And the athleticism and the length of high-level D1 basketball will be too much for him. But, Roush, I, I think I said this on Friday or Thursday. Like, why not get him? These are the type of players I, I think Cal should try to add, not as your one-and-done complimentary starting pieces, but it's good to have depth. You always have a couple extra scholarships open. Don't leave them open. Get players like this. I don't care that he's from Kentucky, but he's a guy that can score. He's a great shooter. College basketball, is it's very important to have outside shooters on your roster. Lock him up. Get him. And even if it means he doesn't play as a freshman, big whoop. And guess what? Maybe he, as a freshman, he doesn't play at all, and he says, I see the writing on the wall, and I need to go somewhere else. Then so be it. At least you tried. At least you brought him in. So I was happy all this worked, even with how big of a surprise it was. And then now with the Jaden Quainton's commitment or recruitment, it will be a surprise if he doesn't pick Kentucky. Uh, so things are, are shaping up nicely here in 24 after things were mostly quiet. Yeah, I uh, I'm curious how. Well, really, he's made Reed a. You've got to play him right now. It isn't. It isn't the. The necessarily just his shooting ability, his scoring ability. He's a great ball handler, a great passer, an aggressive defender. Like he does a lot of the little things very well um, that make you a plug and play guy. Perry is a scorer who can handle the ball well. Um, and I think what makes him different than the Dante Allen score is a, this isn't just like one a one-off sort of year, right, where he had an awesome summer with some team. I mean, he's been playing on the high-level Adidas circuit for as long as he you can um, at that level, and I, I think that's important to note. It's not just lighting up people in Lyon County. And Region 2, as much as you want to think he's playing nobody out in Lyon County, Region 2 has really good basketball players. Um, Scotty Hobson was a Region 2 basketball player, right? Like, Ho- Hopkinsville has some good talent. He's been to um, – is it? has he been to two Sweet 16s? Or did they lose in the Region Final? I think they lost in the Region Final the year prior. I think that's I right. I, I, don't, I don't remember for sure, though, but I think you're accurate. But um, point being, um, I, I'm not sure how much other things he can do, TJ, um, to, to get him on the court right away. But he is an elite-level shooter, and he is going to make radio show call-in callers just so happy. Like, yeah. can't, can't wait for the Reed she- calling for Reed Shepard and Travis Perry to share a backcourt together. That's just that that that's going to be um, the uh, it's going to be something. We'll just we'll just, I'll just leave it at that. It's going to be something. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I think. We're going to get a bunch of nonsense. We got a ton of nonsense with Dante Allen. It's something about Kentuckians wearing a Kentucky jersey that just makes people lose their minds uh, to, to some degree at some point. But I'm I'm glad it's going to be an in-house conversation. I'm glad it's not him going to Ole Miss and then coming in and dropping, you know, 40 on Kentucky in 2026 or something like that. And us for three years arguing about, like, why didn't Calipari offer dra- or make him a priority and stuff like that. So I'm glad it's going to be in-house. I'm glad we don't have to – he's at Cincinnati and he puts up big numbers or something like that. I'm glad we don't have to worry about that stuff. And here's the thing, too. Is, is Dante Allen the only – Kentucky kid, the, the cow recruiter from high school that didn't really work. 
I mean, yeah, because Hawkins, Willis, um, was Paulson a Cal recruit or was he already on there? Um, yeah. But he, you you expected very little from him, um, and he ended up having some nice moments. So uh, just keep keep this train rolling, keep this train rolling. Um, let's knock some threes down in Lexington, KY, Mr. Perry. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. We'll get to the text line right when we return. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kelly. Here we go. Monday, Monday, sometimes it just turns out that way. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour, flew by. Hour two, probably go by even quicker because we're going to hit up the Thornton's text line. But first, hit up ShadyRays.com for all your holiday gift ideas, needs, wants. Uh, maybe, Maybe you are figuring out what you want for a holiday or if you've got a birthday coming up go check out shadyrays.com and then just copy the link send it to your significant other send it to your parents whoever's getting you a gift this year send it to old uncle scoots he may just get you a pair of shady rays go to shadyrays.com and he'll save money when you he uses the promo code big x for 40 percent at checkout big x 40 percent at checkout shadyrays.com all right uh, should we read some texts let's uh let's get to them um, I'm, I'm curious what our first segment texters had to say. Yes. Uh, who are we kidding ourselves when we act like Stoops is the only man for the Kentucky job? Since we hired him, we have now invested in football and new facilities. Why don't we go get someone with a more innovative philosophy instead of this low-ceiling Amish football? A loss is a loss, but we were never remotely competitive in these big games. Missouri hires some dweeb, and they're casually blowing out Tennessee and staying competitive in Georgia. That essentially never happens under Stoops. I mean, we, we talk – Plumly, bro, sometimes, like, you have good points, but you can just be so wrong in some areas. Up until this season, Missouri fans were wondering how they could become Kentucky. And (laughs) we had made a note about how competitive UK had been against Georgia, but we really never felt like – we felt like the next step was, okay, well, now you you need to beat them. Unfortunately, it was a huge step in the wrong direction because they absolutely – beat the brakes off of us, and they've had a blowout win over Stoops, obviously, uh, over the course of his tenure at Kentucky. But um, most of the time, UK, like, loses by 14 against Georgia, and we're kind of bummed that you couldn't make one or two more plays to really, really make it a close and competitive game. But uh, So I, I just disagree with your whole premise about, like, look at what Missouri's doing. Missouri, Missouri was wanting to do what Kentucky did, and this year they're having more success. But who's to say next year UK doesn't have more success than Missouri, Roush? Yeah, and the Missouri talk um, fascinates me because we think of Missouri as this garbage program when they're not um, at all. <laughs> like they're they're just not. I mean, we 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 frown upon them as an SEC member school, but I mean, they were twelve and two in two thousand seven. Like they've had great years. They've competed 
like for some reason, like people think that Texas A&M should be competing for national championships when Missouri has competed for national championships more recently than Texas A&M. I mean, they were in, they won two SECs as soon as they got here, right? They have a much larger recruiting base in Kansas City in St. Louis. And you know what that recruiting base gave Eli Drinkwitz? It gave him Luther Burton. All right. That guy's really freaking good. Um, this year, Eli hit a home run with Kirby Moore. He hired the offense coordinator, Kellen Moore's little brother, that saved his job. All right. It worked out well for him. And yes, Kentucky fans would like to have him a season like Missouri, and it's making us jealous. And you had that chance. But the problem was is you didn't have a passing game when everything else lined up. Um, and the thing that I hate to break it to Palmley, bro, is if Stoops leaves, right, if Iowa opens up and he leaves and everybody gets their wish, and like they're going to hire a Stoops guy to replace him. Like it's not <laughs> – they're not going to go get some air raid guy to like do things differently. So like I don't I – don't, the, the most dramatic change would be Liam being the number one guy, but even Liam has plenty of critics right now, and rightfully so. And, and I will say, like, the part with the Plumley bro I agree about is that, like, this UK step forward as a program, it has been with a commitment to the program financially. Um, I agree with that part of it, that, like, I do think other coaches besides Mark Soups can be successful uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to say that somebody may not be somebody could probably do a better job than Stoops. Now they now you could get a lot of people that would do a worse job. Roush is also right that uh, whenever they do replace Stoops, it probably is going to be somewhat somebody somewhat similar or somebody that at least has some ties or worked underneath him. Doesn't mean that things wouldn't be different or for better or for worse potentially. Uh, but that's the thing, Plumley bro. There may be somebody out there that can do a better job at UK than Stoops. Maybe somebody that UK could realistically even go get, but we don't know. It's not like a guarantee. It's it's you could go hire somebody that gets UK right back to the basement in no time. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're, that's what they're, you they're, can't do. That's what you yeah. like, and that's that's the part that um, you have to give Stoops a lot of credit for um, because there's a lot of teams that are middling in the SEC right now. There are much worse places to be. A um, and M fired Jimbo yesterday. They haven't had better than an eight-win season since 1999, I want to say. Um, or maybe maybe they had a one-nine-win regular season. They're, they're, it's one of those weird stats out there. Arkansas's dumpster right now. Mississippi State's probably going to hire a new coach. Um, you've seen the turnover at Auburn year after year. Like, there's a lot of roller coasters in this league. And um, just I, I think the trashing stoops, though, is just really, really stupid. There's a lot of people, like, um, yesterday, like, so what? Kentucky beat a bad Florida team. Rich Brooks was at least competitive with him. And it's like, no. All right, first off, no, he wasn't. Secondly, even if you want to say that Florida was great back then, all right, well, they're that they're this version's Georgia. All right, back then, Georgia Brooks only beat him twice. Stoops has beat him four out of six times before. I just like you can't compare Stoops to other head coaches at Kentucky because he's better than all of them when it comes to like doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I, I don't even – it's just you can't do it. So um, there are some legitimate gripes about this program right now. And most importantly, the direction it's going in. Uh, but, like, I, I think a lot of just being mad is is, is – there, there's a lot of misguided uh, piss-offness. Like, right? But I, I do think there are some legitimate concerns, though. So like I'm not. It's not to say Stoops is with above criticism, but some of the stuff I think is just like misguided, all because we're just mad. 
Yeah, I mean, the season wasn't what we wanted it to be. People are going to be upset about that. Um, I, I Stoops isn't going anywhere, and understandably, and rightfully so. And uh, UK fans, I think, are, are going to be happy with that in the long term. But the season has been a bit of a bummer when we weren't anticipating that. So people are going to be upset. Yeah. Another texture says I've had too much faith in the X, in the X cats on Washington to pull out that win. Oh, well, severe going to severe. Yeah. The Washington Huskies, the Washington Husky cats, they lost their first game last night to Nevada scoots. You know who the head coach of Nevada is? I do. Steve Alford, your boy. Yeah. Wow. I, I only knew that because of the whole bad incident last week. Did y'all see that? <laughs> that yeah, you'd forgotten yeah. that he was in Nevada till the bat thing. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. He did like a post game presser, Roush, where he legitimately was like, "Can we please get the bats out of our arena? We're a big time <laughs> basketball program, and we're stopping the game because of bats." And like, it wasn't like like a you know, I'm having fun with this. He was like legitimately like, "I'm sick of the bats." Well, because they've no had issues, they've had issues with it in years past as well, or these know, the bats yeah. have stopped the game. <laughs> He's tired <laughs> of wild. It. Well, I would be tired of it, too. But they beat Washington yesterday. It's not a good loss for the Huskies. It probably means Washington, uh, odds are they're not going to be a tournament team if you're losing home games to Nevada. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was a home game for Washington. I could be wrong about that. But Severe Wheeler led the team in assists, Roush, but he also made up six of the team's 11 turnovers. Oh, Severe Wheeler? No. No. Couldn't be. Uh, another double-double for Keon Brooks. He's going to go down, like, historically as one of the better Washington Huskies. From a stat standpoint, I don't know if I would say all-time, but uh, he, he is like a stat machine out there. He, he is the focal point of their offense. He is getting all the touches. He puts up big numbers. He's their best rebounder. He's living well out there, although their team is not all that great. Uh, but, yeah, severe six turnovers for him last night. They lost. Roush, the Cats played a basketball game on Friday night. It seems like ancient history now. It really, Ch- really does. Feels like Champions years Classic ago. in Chicago tomorrow. But uh, UK, you blinked. I was putting the baby down and got down big. Like, yeah. I, I, do, I, I, I turned it on and it was 8 nothing. I was like, what? what the hell's going on here? What was it, like, you know – 23 to 8 or whatever it was, 19 to 8. Which is 13. Um, yeah. That was, that was the largest deficit. And then, um, yeah, they uh, ended up ended up doing just fine. Uh, did not get to cover that spread. They got off, like, close to it. But uh, I, guess, I guess if you wanted to say something disappointing about that performance, it's that that team had made more threes in one game than they made in their previous two combined. And it wasn't. Like they weren't just like hit dropping bombs either. Like a lot of it was uncontested, wide open looks. Yeah, it's it's Brandon Ramsey's fault. <clears throat> oh, Brandon Ramsey's fault. It is. Told him to it run is. run him off the three point line or what? what is he... They they came out with the over under for for commerce as fifty seven and a half. I think it was what. So like I, all I tweeted out was like, hmm. Interesting, they think they're going to score 11 more points against UK than they did against Texas Tech and Texas A&M non-commerce, anti-commerce. I was just like, that's interesting. And Brandon tweeted and was like, well, they can't stay this cold from three. Like, they're probably just anticipating a lot of these threes they're missing. They eventually have to go in. Well, thanks a lot, Brandon. 
you with your analysis, your facts, your <laughs> your, your brain, Mr. smarty pants, your, your smart and your, your smart basketball guy moves. You no, know, he 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 totally nailed it. Um, and that's why I don't care. Like that's why I'm not gonna have any. Even if I wanted to have like a forced negative take of like you let that team that everybody else beat the doors off of come in, I, I couldn't do it because they just hit threes, dude. Like a lot of them contested. They hit threes. Uh, by the way, the broadcast. Lot oh. of we, lot of we. I guess lot since of you we, said it, Scoot, I, told I couldn't you. help but notice it every and time. Yeah, I don't want to be mean because I like both those guys a lot. I do too. Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't loving the broadcast. I even. Uh, I hear one more thing about closing out on three point shooters. I'm going to rip the remaining or of my hair out. See, mine is on the uh, got to crash the glass. It's like the. the Cameron, oh, this is, this oh, is my not, gosh. and and he even replied to my tweet two days later. I'm like, dude, this is not an offensive rebounding team. Oscar <sighs> Shibway is not walking through that door. He's getting 35 and 25 for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants right now. Okay, they're playing five out basketball with a six foot eight small forward as their center. They are not going to offensive rebound, especially when some of them were like quick shot threes. You know, oh my like, gosh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. This is not how basketball works. Like, I know that Rick Pitino and Tubby Smith had some of you crashing the offensive glass. I know your ass wasn't crashing the offensive glass either. So, like, what what are we doing here? That was driving me insane. It's a very much, like, don't know ball statement. For somebody that knows more ball, you know, he's probably forgotten more basketball than than I could ever remember. It's like – I don't know what else to say. Ooh, they only had one person in the paint. I'll just mention that. Uh, all right, three seconds before the half. Justin Edwards, half-court heave. Oh, no good. Uh, they only had one person in the paint for an offensive rebound there on that 45-foot shot. It was it was, mu- it was too much. It was too much. Um, like, any sort of missed shot was to be blamed. Like, forget about what kind of shot it was. He just always would comment on how many rebounders there were. Uh, just not the point. Not the point. And then any made three by Commerce was because Kentucky didn't close out. Any missed three was because Kentucky <laughs> did a good job closing out. Um, sometimes Commerce just hit some shots, dude. And they did. And they and they made some contested ones. And then, unfortunately, they did get some open looks. And I think UK needs to be a little bit better and, and – guard the perimeter a little tighter, don't get lost as much, but you got to give them credit. And I think if you're looking for any sort of takeaway, this isn't a big deal. This is one of those games we'll forget about as time goes on, but probably a better thing, Roush, that they kind of got punched in the teeth and just had to regroup, re-rally. And it didn't even look like they really broke a sweat when they had to regroup and re-rally. It was just kind of basketball is normal. We can't get we can't get it all back in one possession, but then they started picking up their intensity, started getting some fingers on some balls and poke some balls away, and allowed them to get some easy shots as well, easy transition points. And before you knew it, they were right back comfortably in control. So if you're looking for any takeaway, that may have been better that they got punched in the mouth a little bit than just your normal 45 point win right off the jump. If you're looking for any sort, because they're going to get down to Kansas. I mean, I, I hope they don't. I hope it's just UK right from the tip to the finish. But they're probably going to get down. Kansas is going to go on some runs. How is this team going to regroup? At least they got a little taste of that on Friday night, even if it is against such a bad team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and do you, do you watch? Yeah. Uh, no, you I was, Scooter. I, no, he, you were calling. You were calling a game. I was calling a game. Yeah, I was keeping a close eye on the score though, and. It, 
I think I checked the score at halftime of my game, and I was Kentucky was only up by like I don't know eleven or twelve at the time. I was like, "What is happening here?" Because I was on the spread too, so I was hoping they they boat raced them, but that was not the case. Very obviously. Nice win for your Indiana Hoosiers yesterday. No, it was not. No, it oh, was not. On. No, I I was so ticked off last night. Their the team's terrible. You, teams te- you like if you all. T- you know what? I, I figured out why Cal got Indiana back on the schedule. Three point struggle, three point shooting has been a struggle lately for in, or for Kentucky. If you want to get back on track with your three point shooting, play Indiana because you're going to throw up probably five, six of them throughout the game that have no business going in that will go in, and that's that's what happened last night. It was awful. I had no fun. Roush, you're, Roush, you're uh you're not going to believe this, but I use. Let's see here. Let me do the math real quick. Uh, nine of IU's final 14 points came from the free throw line at Assembly Hall. Can you Wait, believe it? Didn't 11 yeah, of their last 14 come from the free throw line in their last game? Yeah, yeah. It's weird how, like, you know, they just get to close out games at the free throw line. That's huh. well, that's, that's shocking. Honestly, I though. I feel good robbing our servicemen and women, Scoots. I, I know oh, you're on Veterans that's Day our, weekend, no less. Yeah, that's I, our yeah. military. <laughs> I know you're being facetious, but – Indiana, that is the one thing they have done a good job doing through two games is drawing fouls. They, opponents have, Both of our opponents have been in foul trouble early in the game, and so they've been taking advantage of that. But I get yeah, because it's a game at Assembly Hall. No <laughs> place has more cheating involved than, than that place did you all Did you all watch any of that game last night? I, just a very little of it. I was going to try to stay up for the end, uh, but I did not. Army I, had I watched- this kid. Army's point guard, little freshman point Army's guard. Point guard was hilarious. Did he not look like the Murdaugh kid? Did y'all watch the Murdaugh murder thing? He looked just I, I like him. I didn't watch Sco- it. Buster? Uh, yeah, no, he looked like the younger one. <laughs> oh, the other one. Yeah. The one that actually like murdered. Yeah. But no, he looked just oh. like him. So every time I looked at him, I was like, oh my gosh, this Murdaugh kid's killing us. Yeah, he like averaged like five or six points a game. I think he had like seventeen last At night. Least, he yeah. was loving it. He just always like you know I didn't watch a lot of that game, but he had a smile on his face that he could not wipe off. Why not? Armies. We were just talking about how like our service academies are so bad at basketball, or we don't understand why. And then Army gave it, Indiana everything they could handle last night. IU, I'm not so sure about you all this oh, year. Oh, we're Scoots. terrible. We're not good. Not a good team at all. And it starts with McKenzie and Baco. I know I had that take after our first game. He was not any better yesterday. I don't know how that dude was a five-star. He sucks. I mean, but, like, Scoots, you also have to realize that um, you get one five-star every once in a while. This is kind of what five-stars do in November. It's just that Kentucky has four of them, so when one or two of them have an off night, it's not it's not so bad. It takes them a while to get cooking. To ha- have some in- – some impatience with uh, M. Taco, M. Baco. Yeah, I'm going to start bringing tacos to games if he doesn't get his stuff together. What what, what would that do, the tacos at the game? It'll motivate him. Will it motivate him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Khalil Ware is awesome. Oh, Khalil Ware is amazing. He should, he, he should touch the ball every single time down the floor. Uh, that, that was funny. I, when IU needed a basket, they did just go to him. He's so much mm-hmm. bigger than anybody Army had. It was kind of easy for him. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't have 30. Only finished with 20. But yeah, he's good. He's a, he's the real deal. UofL's not good, folks. They're not. They're they are who we thought they are. Called that one, oh, didn't yeah. I? That was my lock of the they week are last who week. We thought we are. 
my buddy was like, I am, I, I'm, I'm going to make so much money off U of L this year. I was like, you're, I was like, that was probably the last gift. Like that Chattanooga line was probably your last one. The jig's up again. Everybody yeah. knows they suck. I don't they'll think they're going to be plus money very often, or their opponents will be plus money money on that much. They'll be favorites against Coppin State, and it'll be like a six or seven point spread, and people will be surprised by it, or it'll be like maybe even a nine point spread. Coppin's really, really bad. Even still, I may be tempted to take them in the points. Uvell, Kenny Payne's the worst basketball coach in the history of D1 basketball. I mean, it just needs to be said flatly. Like, it, it's just true. It, it is shocking how bad of a team they are. They Chattanooga last year shot 51 or 52 percent of their three uh, of their field goal shots on the entire season were from three. So more than half their shots on the year were behind the arc. And I don't know if U of L realized they were a three point shooting team. They guarded the perimeter horribly. I mean, but they guard everybody horribly. That's just kind of their thing. True, because they're, they're a bad team, right? Like, bad teams are going to guard teams poorly. You're right about that. But, like, oh, my heavens. Just what what, like, what like, were you all – what was the game plan? They shot 34 threes, and it seemed like I don't, 25 of them were open, if not more. Maybe 30 of them were open. They're terrible. UofL is really, really, really bad. And we're going to do another year of this, Scoots, where – you're going to get Trevor and you're going to get Mike 3 o'clock on Big Exports Radio, the Mike Rutherford show, where they're going to be like, the talent's not that bad. I, I really think it is. I think the talent is a huge issue too. Like, I think you're not a very talented team and you're probably the worst coach team in basketball. That is a that is a deadly combination for another four-win season. I don't know. I don't uh, think they will have that take because they're both – they've both – Trevor especially. I mean, he seemed like he was jumping off board before the season even started. Now you got that loss. And then Mike, of course, was – he was kind of throwing caution to the wind himself. So I think they both probably oh. – I like to think they're smart basketball guys and they can see what's going on. No, 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 no. They know that they stink. Make no mistake about it. Like, that, I'm not saying that they're going to argue otherwise. I've just heard from from them and from U of L fans as a whole is that like, hey, this team is not up to like U of L standards, but the talent isn't terrible. It's this disconnect between the talent and the coaching. And I, I just push back on it a little bit. I think the talent's really bad too. Yeah. Like I, I see why Tennessee dumped Brandon Hunley Hatfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's He's not, not great talent. Um, Dennis Evans is a fun piece, but like he's just he he should not be getting meaningful minutes right now. Um, Mike James should never be like. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean, but like th- these are not quality basketball players. Mike James is their best player because he's the only one that tries. When you watch that, a, that, when you watch a U of L game, he's the only one out there that's hustling. See, and that is really all. Like I, I, it feels like there's zero buy-in from anybody. Like when they play basketball, it doesn't look like they try, and that's probably what pisses off Louisville fans more than anything, right? Understandably so. They they would they would back a team that looked like they cared, that played defense, that hustled, but you don't get any hustle and heart when you when you watch that team play. And I know that could be a very much a like old man yells at the cloud kind of take, but that's all I see is just like oh. A total and complete lack of selflessness, a lack of effort, a lack of buy-in, and it's so. Sh- that's what's most shocking is that Locke was trying to act like. Like, yes, there was some risk in this Kenny Payne hire because he wasn't a uh, head coach prior, um, but like to act like he didn't 
I mean, he people went back to UK and they would go see him first, right? Like he was the ultimate player's guy. So I just I don't know if it's the transition over where he just abandoned that, but like the fact that he can't get players to play for him, that's what's most shocking. Like I could see him being bad X's and O's and them having a garbage offense, but the fact that they won't even like try for him defensively, that's what's most shocking. Yeah, sometimes I I put I, I you you preface it sometimes I push back on like the try effort level thing just because so much of that comes with winning like if a team's playing well it looks like they're playing harder because things are coming a little bit like easier for them where things are really choppy and they're not playing well sometimes it looks like they're not trying as much when in reality they're just bad so I don't know they're they're not the most intense team in the world I, I definitely think there's something to their energy or effort level, but I think their bigger issues, they're just bad. Like they're just not a team full of winners. They, they replace L Ellis with sky Clark. And that, I mean, that was just a huge downgrade for a team that won four games. Yeah. You, yeah. you downgraded at the most important position on the floor. It's going to be a really long season for them. They get back at action Wednesday night against that cop and state. Oh, and three team. So you probably gets win number two then and then it's off to New York City for the Empire Classic, which could make for, I mean, almost certainly will make for an IU L third place game, which uh, that'll be fun. It's going to be a hell of a game, too. I, I was telling Gil that last night. If we play Louisville in that game the way we're playing now, we have a shot to to maybe lose that game. If you all lost that game, people would come after Woodson I, a little bit. I probably wouldn't watch college basketball the rest of the year. I'd, I'd probably be done. No, you um... – I'm making it to December for college basketball. It'd be kind of funny <laughs> oh, after he man. nailed it in like the first week of September for football. We really need to have like a. I I need to see the IU Louisville basketball game and like watch it with Scoots just to watch him sweat it out because it'd be it'd be a bad night to be a party. That would oh. be fun if we got Trevor, Scoots, Mike, just and and we just got to people watch. We just got to take it all in. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line. I hate to say it, it's pretty embarrassing. Stoops can never compete with actual legitimate SEC caliber teams. Decent Florida teams are the only ones where he's earned his mark. I just don't think Kentucky football as a program will overtake the next step as an SEC program as long as he's the coach. Obviously thankful for what he's done, but Jesus, man, we absolutely choke when we play real talent. It's a yearly ritual. Our teams just are scared. I mean, it's a long one. It's a long text. Our teams are just scared against teams, and I think it's a representation on Stoops with the offense and the defense. Stoops strikes me as the guy who has the mentality of let's just only lose by a certain amount and not get blown out instead of let's go get this win. Yeah, uh, this is a bad text. We don't have to address it. That was just a bad text. Um, where the fan base say, comes let me from. Say, okay. Let me say that. Or go ahead. Did you, you see Lane Kiffin's quote? No. I mean, there's your – like, that is the answer to this stuff. And same with the texter. Like, you know, Kentucky is not beating Alabama because Alabama has significantly better players across the board than Kentucky does. Kentucky's not beating Georgia because Georgia has significantly better players across the board. Lane Kiffin said, we signed, I think, one five-star player last they cycle. 24. They have 24. Yeah. yeah. He was like, it's recruiting. This is not rocket science. And it is 100% recruiting with Kentucky. Like, if we want Kentucky to take that next step, Texter, then we need to start seeing top 10 recruiting classes. And, and if we don't see top 10 recruiting classes, it's not overly realistic to think that we're going to overtake Georgia in the yes. SEC. We yes. recruit where we are. We're about a top 25 program right now. UK regularly recruits around 20 to 35. Well, what a shocker. We're right in that ballpark. And it's going to be that way unless you – 
step up the recruiting. And I don't want to hear about nil money or pony up or do this, that, or the other. Um, yeah, go ahead, Kiffin did the pony up thing in a much like without telling people to pay more. Like he did it in a much gentler. He used kitty gloves with it. And I think what's important to note here is that Stoops has outperformed his SEC recruiting rankings. They're typically like 11th or 12th in the SEC. So he has punched above his weight in a lot of them. But the problem is when you rely on that, um, not all of those developmental pieces are hits. And I, I think we're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem. And Dylan Bauer did have a uh, – he got a, a Vin, the Vince bump from it because Vin, Vince quote tweeted him. You want to talk about the next step? Like, Kentucky's been pretty damn good. Um, yeah, they've lost in these games. But but they've, they've beaten a lot of teams that uh, they used to not beat. So, he, he, and, and that's again, we're kind of in this holding pattern where we can be appreciative of how far the programs come and all the fun moments we've had over the past several seasons and still think, like, yeah, this year was a bummer. It was coming off last year, which didn't meet the expectations. The SEC is only going to get tougher starting next year. Where does it go from here? I get, I get people asking that question, uh, but the answer is recruiting. And, you know, to Kiffin's point, you're right that he – it was almost a similar message at its core, just expressed much better. But he he took some blood. He's like, we need to recruit better. Like, we need to get – we need to find a way to get better mm-hmm. players to come in here. And you're right that it was like an undertone of, like, more money is definitely going to help. But he took it upon himself a bit as well. I wonder if he's going to take that A&M job, Roush. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's being mentioned for it. If I was A&M, I'd want him. I mean, that dude wins, and you give him more resources, more talent, I bet he'll probably win at that level too. Texas A&M uh, is just such a it, – it, like, it's a good job in theory, but it also is just such a crap job because, like, it's – You have so many you, bosses. You, you, well, and you are what your results say you are, and Texas A&M doesn't – like, they don't play by that rule. They think they're like a national championship contender when they're not. They're like a eight-win team on average who can have a couple 10-win seasons here and there. Yeah. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. Nothing but text when we return. Champions Classic tomorrow night. I'm very excited about that. We'll probably talk more about it tomorrow. We'll keep with text here today. But you never know. Maybe we'll bring that up. Chicago tomorrow night. Haven't heard of a ton of Kentucky fans going to it. Um, interesting. Interesting dynamic. We'll talk more about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, okay. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. And welcome back. One final segment on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, Monday edition of the show. Justin Kalen's our producer. Nick Roush just said Roll Call. I'm TJ Walker. Thank you for joining us. You'll be thankful this holiday season with some salsaritas. Let them do the kick it, cooking, uh, and you kick back and relax with friends. If it's a Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, ugly sweater party, Secret Santa, whatever it may be, let Salsaritas cater for you. And if you don't need catering, just go there for lunch or dinner. And remember, if you do go for dinner, double points after 6 o'clock throughout the rest of the year. Throughout the rest of the year, if you go after 6 o'clock, you're going to get double points at Salsaritas. That means you will be 
that much closer to free entree, $10 off your order, all the goodies that they offer you when you have that Salsaritas app. Make sure you download it. Check out their location in Middletown and in St. Matthews. And this is kind of exciting news. The My my office the, and the people that I work with, we're, we're moving. Whoa. And we're moving to? to Middletown. So wow. I'm going to be dangerously close to that Salsaritas with the drive-thru. Pretty excited about it, Scoops. You're going to get fat. Well, okay. That's not, that's not a nice way to put it, Scoots. Well, I'm that's, just, I mean, I, I wasn't looking for the nice way to put it. I was looking for the real way to put it. Uh, Salsaritas doesn't make you fat. It's healthy, Scoots. Yeah, if you're, you're, eating, eating, it, if you're you eating it three times a day, though, like TJ's going to. Tacos, taco salads are good for you. He's gonna he's gonna do breakfast, uh, snack, lunch, and uh, another snack at Salsaritas every day. That's true. It's true. The food options to where we're moving, which is really like I guess the things that matter to me most. How long does it take to get from my house? What's the traffic like at rush hour? And then third, and debatably most important, food. What's the food scene around me? The food scene around me is drastically better drastically better if you're wondering where i'm at right now i'm near ballard high school so you've got some good options around there and again i'm not too far from the st matthew salsaritas just from that location as is but now that i'm going to be in middletown have salsaritas a stone throw away and then there's a million other good places obviously not as good as salsaritas but i'm pretty excited about that it's the little things in life when you get older folks it's the little things don't ever uh, bring your watch your watch pill to work <laughs> No, I'm not a big bring lunch to – never was in school, never was in, in college. I'm a either come home and make my own lunch and eat it at home and relax, or I'll get something out on the go and take it to the office. But I don't really ever bring anything from home to the office, unless it's a Pop-Tart. I was always a bring-my-lunch-to-school type of guy, but that was because I feel like my parents made me. So that's, that's kind of the reason why I am the way I am today, that I'm always eating out because I, I can have that freedom, you know? Always had to bring my lunch. I don't have to anymore. Were you all? Did you all have like a lunch, like a lunch box, or were you all a brown bag? Oh no, I had a lunch box, an actual one. Yeah, I was a brown bagger. Mm, that's yeah, not even a brown bag. It was a Kroger bag. At least in high school, I don't remember previously. I probably had some sort of lunch box. Did your parents leave you notes? Uh, no, not I mean, not all the time. Mine did sometimes. My mom would every so often. Yeah. Always always really sweet when you'd get a note. So you'd have to like kind of like try to hide it to be like, all right, can't let the <laughs> can't let the fella see this. Nope. But then you'd still you'd still want to see what it said and then be some some sweet message or something like that. Very nice. Leave leave your kids notes. 502-414-1450 or don't. A texture so says Especially when they can't read it. Like <laughs> With Jimbo's Fisher's contract buyout, coaches are given a massive incentive to be terrible at their job. It's just wild. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but your your their pride won't always allow them to do yeah. it. But there is a point of just like, you know what? Everybody's talking crap about me. They're mad about this. They're mad about that. Who cares? I'm rich. Yeah, I, there is a little bit of like it. It can it can encourage complacency to like well, let me get my buyout a little sooner. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I don't – to your point, it's not like they're – I think incentivized to play bad is wrong. It, the way you put it, TJ, I think is the true way. Like, he knew there was pressure on – he went in – like, Jimbo 
like had to swallow his pride and hire Bobby Petrino to call his offense. Like he didn't want to do that. So like he was incentivized, but, and, and I do think there's a lot to Jimbo too, that he had some horrific luck with his quarterbacks where like every time you thought he found one, the guy would get hurt. Um, that's happened back to back years. Um, so, you know, it, it's tough, tough, tough sliding out there, but I, I don't think he's going to be too mad that he's, got to take 75 million dollars to not coach somewhere so it was just an insane amount of money to pay jimbo freaking fisher just off the jump like yeah, yeah. i get a&m has a lot of money they can throw around and it was a it was a nice hire you went and you got a guy that's won a national championship but like florida state fans weren't mad and they weren't like super ticked off a texter says on the thornton's text line Roush, mad props on asking Stoops a real question that needs to be answered. That's what separates the great media members from the good one. Having some stones and calling it how it is. I love it. That's all people were going to talk about after the game is how bad he's been against top 10 teams. Um, the average margin of defeat is right there around the 28-point margin that we got on Saturday. So I had to ask him, and he kind of gave the – um, well, a lot of those teams are one and two, and there's a lot. there's a big difference between – one and two in the average, but I, it more so was just like a, how did this team go down 21 points in, within a fart in the wind? Like, and that's not that, good. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, get, getting down in a hurry and never feeling like you had a chance in the game. I mean, it was even more, it was even worse than normal on Saturday. Yeah. I, I think this text is, well, I think, did we already read that other one? about let's only lose by a certain uh, amount and not get blown out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will, like, that was the disappointing, I mean, the disappointing thing about Saturday's UK football, exactly everything that we've already talked about for an hour and 90 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes today. Um, but it, it did it did have, like, a 2009 or 2010 feel to it, Roush. Like, we went into the game not really feeling like UK had a chance to win. It, there was like a just don't get blown out feel, and then you blinked and Kentucky was getting blown out. It, it, it was not very – that has not been the norm at Kroger Field in the Mark Stoops era the last six, five to six years. Like that feeling that we had on Saturday. People weren't all that optimistic going into it, but we showed up. It was senior day. And then, oh, okay, now we see why we were feeling that way. Uh, what time What time does everybody want to bounce out? Because that's, that's not been the norm. And if that starts becoming the norm again, the UK's got to do something different. They've got to make sure that that doesn't become the norm. But that's why I think so many people were really disturbed about Saturday because it, it was a familiar feeling and one that we're not, we're not about anymore. TJ, for what it's worth, I was sitting on my couch, and when it became 21 nothing, I looked at Gil and I said, well, TJ just left. Just so you know. <laughs> no, we, we stayed till half, but we not not long not long after. I had a birthday party to get to. Uh, and then did some good old Catholic trivia at St. Francis on Saturday night. That was a fun time as well. So really busy Saturday. But uh yeah, we, we didn't leave right after that, Scoots, but we we did not stay till the bitter end either. A texture says UK has had a lot of sophomore slumps this season. That's true. Oh, we missed yeah. the John Tex. A lot of sophomore slumps. John here. Good morning, everyone. By gosh, it sucks. The football cats have lost their football, uh, have lost their footing during these last few games. On a side note, what is Bradshaw doing with his cryptic message on social media? Is he coming back sooner than later? We'll got to go talk with you on Tuesday. No more cat you later from John. 
Um, yeah, Bradshaw with another post, Roush. Basically, what, what what was this one referencing? Something about he's going to be back, or I'm, I'm yeah. back. Yeah, we're back. something like back. Yeah, but I'm not. I'll believe it when I see it. You know. I like it though. Like it's it's better than not saying that. Uh, also, we got some breaking news. Breaking news! Oh! Uh, Mississippi State's going to fire Zach Arnett. Sources tell Yahoo Sports announcement coming soon. Well, that was a, a short ride. Yeah, yeah, and you knew it would be um, when I, I just didn't realize they had an athletic director turnover too. So it just made it it made it very easy to go ahead and pull that plug. They're, they had one of the longest bowl streaks in college football. It was dating all the way back to 2009, I want to say, 13-year bowl streak uh, snapped. So they got pummeled on Saturday night, and now we've got two head coaching vacancies in the SEC. So do you think John Summerall will do well at Mississippi State, or how do you think he'll fare there? Man, can't let – oh, God. Uh, uh. going to happen. It's going to happen. No. They'll definitely go after him. He, but you could you could not say no to Mississippi State to stay at Troy, right? But he could say yes to Arkansas too. You're right. No, no, no. I I agree that they're like if there's another job, then sure. But like, could could you do could you do that? Could you be the head football coach at Troy and say, I, I I'm not going to be at Troy forever. I just don't want to have this stint in Miss in Starkville. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a year and get a better job next year. Can you do that? I, I think I'd want to do that, but also it's SEC money. I wouldn't blame him if he if he took it, but he's going to be a candidate there for sure, and we're all going to have mixed feelings if he ends up being the head coach. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Although it would be cool if he went there, like did okay for a year or two, and then UK was just like, we're just going to steal you. Come on home. Come on back. Oh, man. Yeah, it would be um... – oh, gosh. Give me all sorts of mixed feelings, but he would fit the culture there. That's like they would they would love that hire. Oh yeah, defensive yeah. guy, real guy. No, he's no got sort of region so much energy. He recruits mm-hmm. that area well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. that offense has been rocking. I, I do expect Summerall to be on the move after this year. Yep. He's, he's kicked all kinds of ass at Troy the last two. He's awesome. He's a good coach. A texter says on the Thornton's text line: Roush taking a page out of the Kenny play, the Kenny Payne playbook and just blaming the players. Yeah, I mean. Coaches should, if the players can't do what the coaches are asking, then they should dumb it down, make it a lot easier. They got some work for the passing offense in the uh, after the Tennessee game or for the Tennessee game. But yeah, seems like no one on this team is afraid of stoops to mess up. Players out there undisciplined as heck. This might be as this might as well be intramurals. Yeah, I just you're never going to get me to like care about players talking trash. Like that's just what they do. I don't. Like, I feel like you're just wasting energy if you're complaining about that. Well, I think there's more. I mean, I think there's more, though, than just the talking trash, right? Like, penalties, undoubtedly, when your margin for error is so thin, you can't can't get the self-inflicted stuff. And what did they finish with penalties on? For for 20 yards. It wasn't a big deal. Like, that's what I mean. People just get mad when a player does any sort of reaction after a good play when they're getting their ass kicked. It's like you you're getting your ass kicked. You shouldn't be doing that. It's like it, that's what they do. Like, I mean, do you wanna I don't I don't I don't I just can't care. I can't care about that stuff. 
Uh, I think undiscipline is much more than just talking trash, to be fair to this texter's point. I think it, it it's it's more than just that. I mean, a, fumbling the ball in that spot, that's being undisciplined. Uh, four penalties for 19 yards is nothing, but penalties have been an issue this season, although they weren't. Yeah. Um, I, just, I know that there's going to be more text on there about players. Like, I, I saw a lot of it. People get very upset when players talk trash, and that's just like a – like, you're losing. You should act like a loser is a weird – stance to have in my opinion that that's that's just me i'm you know you can now feel free we've, to now we've, uh, let's just finish the text from today and then we can always work our way back if, if need be there's yep. some really questionable lyrics to christmas songs if mama meets jesus tonight has got to be the most depressing song that's a good song he she wants a song. he or she wants to get christmas shoes for their for their yeah. Mother that doesn't have much time. Ooh, I like the one that we used to play all the time at the old studio where he's just out on Christmas Eve and he runs into his old girlfriend and they drink beer in the parking lot and they yeah. don't do it. And it's like you both are just it. cheating on your on your significant others. On Christmas they Eve. They kiss. Yeah. On Christmas oh, Eve, yeah. It's like, all right, well, daddy's just running up to the liquor store. We'll come back and we'll open presents once he gets back. And it's just like, you know, four and a half hours later. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, so, I'm not sure what daddy's doing. Yeah, man, I can't wait, but got to wait till after Thanksgiving, unfortunately. You know the rules. You know how it goes. I think the biggest issue with the BBN is that Stoops has gotten us to believe this program can be more than a bottom feeder, and he has shown that we can be more. Now that we're expecting more, we're not asking too much. Just be competitive against the top echelon. It's not wrong to want that. It's the next step. Last year and this year has been a major step in the wrong direction. I think that's a fair text. Yes, yes, it is. And, like, that stat the, about the – Stoops against top 10 teams, that's going to be a thing now that he's going to have to deal with. Two and seven in your last nine SEC home games, you're going to get people generally much more pissed off when that's the case, right? Three of those losses are to Eli Drinkwitz, Shane Beamer, and Clark Lee, who is just self-imploded in year three at Vanderbilt. I mean, like, that, that Vanderbilt's a damn mess. They're disgusting right now. Um, he's going to win the SEC. Just give him time. But – I. I think to your to your point, Mook, like the whenever we're writing the postmortem on the Stoops era, the biggest missed opportunity will be not will be what happened after the twenty twenty one season. William Cohen and Wolford really put them behind the eight ball and in, in a lot of ways they're still playing catch up from that. So that that really took them to the bone zone. I think that's gonna be the ultimate sliding doors moment in the in the Stoops era. Our buddy TC from Lexington says, just want to acknowledge there's a very horrible joke in there somewhere when Scoot said that the Murdoch kid was out there killing IU. That I was, can promise you he was not saying that intentionally. Yeah, that was the point, TC. Uh, I don't think it was intentional. No, it was. I, I made my fair I share. I made my fair share of jokes about it last night. So you're a big fan of murder jokes? No, but the time felt right. Any OJ material you want to get out <laughs> here the final six minutes? I'm good. If sure. you had the option, would you switch UK to the ACC? Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. Are you kidding me? They suck at basketball now, too. I mean, and they suck at everything. This is like a, a, a – who was it? Was it – Alan Cutler, I think, was doing some no-filter stuff on Twitter, and I think he was the one to say this. But, I mean, it's totally true. I mean, everybody should acknowledge this. Like, if UK went to the ACC, you'd be getting worse-level players to come into Kentucky's program. Yeah. So – you know, and maybe people say, well, I don't care. You'd be winning, though. You'd be competing for conference championships, and that would be fun. I don't know if it would be. I don't know if it would be, and I also don't know what the ACC is going to look like in five years. 
So, I mean, absolutely not. SEC's the best. Roush, it just means a little bit more, even. It just means more. It just means more. Uh, and he, the texter did say, assuming it, it weren't to dissolve in a few years. But even if it weren't, even if it was guaranteed to be around for the next century, no. That it's just it's not as it's not a serious athletic conference. And all you have to do is just check out their games. People don't care. People at Boston College don't care about college sports. Man, I, did you stay up and watch the Duke North Carolina game though? That was banana land. Oh man, I was up, but I, I was up, but I didn't see it. But uh, it I guess cr- it was crazy. Duke Duke got hosed. Um, uh, I don't not that I can recall. I thought that um, people were saying that there was bad calls or something like that. That it it, it, it went bonkers, but I, I'm not like now that I try to actually think about it, um, and I'm struggling to think about like what exactly happened, other than they needed to get a two point conversion in overtime and and did not get it. Um, I think that's how it all unfolded. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, our court is just copying Arkansas and Missouri's court, it looks like. Oh, and Indiana's too, and Ohio State's. Uh, believe it or not, putting your state's outline on the court or a field is not a totally new concept. Um, it looks great, though. So much better than the old court. Can't wait for it to get out there. The gray uniform stink. Reverse the right to change my opinion if we win. A lot of jersey takes. Um, not as many after the game because people don't really care at that point. I love the gray. I never I really like when you I get gray it. on white. I never really like when it's like gray on white though. Um, but you know you can't really you can't really do much about that. But I thought it looked good. Uh, they looked good when they were getting blown out, Roush. At least they had that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the lighter gray too than the anthracite, just because it's yes. a little bit more distinguishable. Um, yeah, it makes that blue pop. I like. Yeah. I agree with you. Stoops should be embarrassed by this secondary. It's inexcusable. I, I agree. Yeah, um, it's really bad. Are we allowed to say this is embarrassing, or will, will, will we get lectured about expectations for a week? Nope, I don't think so. I think – now, if you want to get into expectation talk later, that's why I, I think there's a time and place to talk about those. But, like, talk about how mad you got your ass kicked by a team that, like, Alabama is good, but, man, they – People kept talking. I was so pissed off watching like a bunch of hacks online. Jalen Milrow really taking the next step, dude. He's throwing to wide open receivers. Like I don't, I can't, I can't. And he's got all day to throw. Like I can't, I can't like give him a ton of credit for UK playing awful defense. Texer says Jordan Rodgers goes six to midnight anytime Bama does anything. You're going to get the books today, so this all I'll say. Alabama or not, this stuff is simple, disciplinary, and basic football stuff. Two wide-open touchdowns to start the game. The team gets zero pressure on every quarterback they've played. We have a 5'10", 180-pound Texas State transfer captain leading the secondary. Three-man pressure. Are we serious? This team, its coaches, the players are a joke. I mean, the the most hilarious thing is they were doing three-man pressures, and like there were still guys being uncovered. And it's, I, it's, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I really couldn't believe it. It was like, all right, you're only sending three. They're not being as disruptive as we'd like, but that's fine. Probably means that he's going to really have to squeeze it in somewhere. Oh, that's not a tight throw at all. That, he could have just thrown that backwards, and it would have been just as easy as a throw. Yeah, that was really disappointing. It was bad. I mean, it was really, really bad. You got two games to make it look a lot better. Brad White and Mark Soups need to be held accountable. Just absolutely inexcusable. We're seeing one mistake one mistakes game after game 
Uh, year one mistakes game after game. Brahm is going to tear Brad White apart. It's embarrassing. Stoops is a DB guru and knows nothing about but defense, but hasn't been able to make a single adjustment this year. Same guys playing as week one, and nothing's changed. Go figure. I will say, like, the la- you know, it is a little concerning. It's end of the season, Roush, and there are some just so, mistakes that shouldn't be going on. Yes, but also, like, you're just wrong, Texter. Todd Bryant has started in three straight games. Like, they've played every single safety they can play. They don't have any more. Outside of Elijah Reed. Like and and even he's played some like they're playing everybody. They're just not doing their jobs. Like I don't like and then Jordan Lovett came in and he got a pick. He hadn't played in like a month because he had had injuries. They had a lot of injuries. If I'm gonna be uh, upset about um anything, like hey Stoops, you've got some go flex your recruiting muscles and get a top three hundred safety. They're doing that with the top 300 corner. They got Teron Nichols. That's a big get that Vince Merrill did. Um, but, like, I think if you want to have some legitimate gripes up there, uh, particularly for Stoops, it's in player acquisition. But, like, they, like you you saw them try man, and they would just leave their man for whatever reason. You saw them in zone. Like, like I, I don't – like, some of the stuff, yes, it is. But, like, I – I, I can't get mad. in the show, buddy. We got to end it. It's, just, we'll it's so tomorrow. frustrating. We'll talk about it all then. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Hate to stop you when you're rolling like that. See you. Bye. It's